Welcome to episode 99, part one of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. My name is Zach. Today I'm joined by Rick. Rick. Chance. Chase. And Pat. Ahoy hoy, everybody. And for the first time in a long time, we are all together in E3? person. E3 day. You guys, you guys are allowed to be happy and excited about this. Uh, yeah, I just went, I figured you guys had a bunch of excitement. Just want to let you guys have have your moment. We're in person, so we shouldn't yeah. be talking over each other, which we do all the time on Discord. But that's fine because we have separate tracks. Here, it's just one track. Yeah. So I can't promise that that's not going to happen. Still, but we'll do our best. So, but yeah. So for the first time in a while, we are all together. We have just watched all the E3 stuff that happened this weekend, and obviously there's still stuff that's going to be happening happening throughout the week. Uh, is what Nintendo's on Tuesday. Yeah, um, and then uh, there's a couple of other things. There's more stuff to come, yeah. basically. But if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We are a gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. We discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews and impressions, and discuss the gaming industry in general. Uh, of course, we don't only discuss games. We occasionally talk about movies, TV shows. Today, we will be discussing only games. It's E3, baby. Yep. Okay. Let's get our focus. Cool. Sharks moving forward. This week... For part one of episode 99, we're going to be discussing uh, the E3 news from Xbox and Bethesda, Square Enix, the Ubisoft Forward, and Devolver Digital's showcase. But first, what have you been playing? Rick. All right, my list is kind of big, considering I missed the last episode, so I'm going to go by fairly swiftly. Well, um, I uh, finally finished Control. Nice. It was fun. It was a little difficult. You couldn't put on easy mode. You had to go back, and I did some side missions, and eventually things got a lot easier, and... Yeah, all in all, it's kind of short. I'm excited about the DLC. I'm going to probably be cracking into that here soon. Finished the uh, Mass Effect 1 a remaster. Uh, actually, for the first time in the series, I utilized the sniper rifle a lot more than I usually did. That helped me out quite a bit. I also beat Resident Evil 8. On that, I barely used the sniper rifle at all. It was fun. story was kind of weird and cheesy, but... I believe somebody reviewed it, and I remember agreeing with every word they said. I don't remember... Check out our our Pat's review. Um, (laughs) He reviewed that. That's uh, on probably the same list that you're catching this podcast on. So I'd definitely recommend scrolling down and checking that out. Um, I also finished the Call of Duty uh, modern or Black Ops Cold War campaign. Something. Yeah, that's that's a mouthful. (laughs) It took me probably longer to say that than it took me to beat it. Um, Somebody also reviewed that for us, I believe. Uh, Chance reviewed that, so scroll down <laughs> even further. I honestly don't need to say it, but all right. And uh, check out Chance's review on that. I also finished the Final Fantasy VII Windows Edition. Um, Somebody reviewed No, no one no, reviewed no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was back in 1997. Um, also been playing some Disco Elysium, uh, The Forest on my PC. I played some Tekken 3 at a barcade, an old North Arcade with my buddy Kurt. Kicked his ass a couple times. Felt really good. Sup, Kurt? Um... And then I uh, played out some Knockout City with Pat. That was a lot of fun. And then I've started on uh, Gears of War 1 because I've never beaten a Gears of War game. And as you can tell, I've been on a roll on beating games, and I figured that one might be a little bit faster. Uh, Chance, what have you been playing? I did play the Scarlet Nexus demo. Um, that game, I think, comes out, what, tomorrow? I have no idea. I think it does. It comes out, like, tomorrow. It's an anime game. Uh, it looks very crisp and clean. It looks very linear. Uh, it looks really interesting. It's like you just have psychic powers. You're fighting these uh, the others. Um, still playing Biomutant a couple hours into that R- RPG by uh, THQ Nordic. <laughs> Thanks for providing the code as well. Uh, and then I also have been playing uh, Fallout 76 as well with some friends. Also Ratchet and Clank. Most of us have been, well, I guess just us two, right? Yeah, I haven't um, yet. <laughs> Pat and I are like the only ones that have PlayStation 5s right now, so we're. we're I have a PlayStation. Well, I mean, do you? You've never <laughs> used it. What do you mean? <laughs> um, and we are balls deep into that game. Um, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I don't have a PS5 anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, it's a lot of fun, and we're probably going to beat it really soon. It's not a very long game, so um, we'll probably talk about that some other time uh, when we beat it. Yeah, and then Resident Evil 8. Um, I'm still playing that. Uh, I need to get back into it. Probably after I beat Ratchet and Clank, I'll go over to Village and finish that off. All right, Pat, what about you? So, yeah, uh, as, as Chance said, I've been playing Ratchet and Clank, but uh, I was so ready to rip that game apart, and I will admit it is okay so far. Uh, it looks really good. It looks like a Pixar movie, especially in the cutscenes. I'm, I'm even playing on uh, Performance RT, which is performance ray tracing mode, which targets 60 FPS. Uh, you can switch it to Fidelity, but again, I recommend playing in performance mode to get that smooth 60 FPS. 
Uh, I really like Rivet as a character, and I'm not a big fan of Ratchet. Honestly, I would love the, the sequel to be just Rivet. Like, fuck Ratchet. No one gives a <laughs> shit about him. Is his eyebrows, are they too bushy for you? He's just, he's a dick. I don't know. He's a dick? Yeah. <laughs> the way he talks, I don't like him. <laughs> dick <What>? and clank. <laughs> okay. I, I just don't agree with this. If anything, Rivet comes off as a little bit as a dick. She comes off. I played Ratchet and Clank but before. But she has personality and like it's. How dare you? <laughs> How dare so you? So Ratchet is a dick, but he doesn't have a personality? He's like Is being a, a dick not a personality? He's just such a generic. A dick is an anatomical part of our bodies, but. It's also an adjective for somebody who's a bad, not a pleasant yeah. person. I, I, a jerk. But a dick well, feels, no, no, a, no dick, a dick just sounds more penetrating. <laughs> okay. We're done here. Zach, what have you been playing? No. Are you still in the middle of that? Like, you just said we're done here. We're done with that. <laughs> I'm like halfway through the game. Uh, it, it's pretty good. Uh, I'll keep playing it, obviously, and give my uh, full thoughts on it when I'm done. Uh, but I've also recently went back to Watch Dogs Legion. It just got a 60 FPS update, so I've been going back to that. Uh, try to unlock some new characters and like specialists or whatever they call them. I have the Hitman and then the Beekeeper and all that stuff. So just going back in, fucking around. It's it's not a game I'm like super into, uh, but I think it's a game that I'll just like chip away at over the course of like the next year. And then also another game that got a 60 FPS mode, Last of Us 2, jump back into that. That game is as good as ever. And just going back to it, I'm like, I I don't know if I want to live through that series of emotions again, like so soon, but I definitely want to keep playing it. So uh, I might just say fuck it to all these new games and go back to Last of Us. Uh, I did beat Mass Effect 1, uh, but we will be talking about that in our Mass Effect series of podcasts coming out soon. And then there is a game called Backbone that just came out for Game Pass PC, which is you're a uh, raccoon detective. You're going through a city like you're a private detective who uh, the opening mission is you're hired by this woman who thinks her husband is cheating on her, who's an otter. Uh, so you go to this nightclub that it like has uh, a brothel upstairs and you have to like figure a way in to get like into the brothel and like take pictures of this guy cheating. So it's very mature, even though it's got like the raccoon characters so kind of like chicken police yeah but it's like it's more 2d chicken police was kind of like the point and click this is like you're actually moving in the space and um figuring out how to do stuff and stuff so it's it's interesting i'm only the first hour into it but definitely one i'll keep playing uh and then i will like to say thank you to creepy jar for providing us a code for green hell this is a survival game that was on pc and it is just launching, uh, it just launched actually on June 9th on Xbox, like consoles basically. Uh, so I've been playing it on the Series X. Uh, it is survival of, if you've ever seen like the Cannibal Holocaust movie, it's kind of taking that premise. You can play through the tutorial and the tutorial actually has a story, which is good because these games don't normally have stories. It's normally like make your own story or whatever. But if you play through the tutorial, it teaches you the mechanics of the game, but it also gives you the story that you're here to connect with this tribe that has been like separated from civilization for so long. And your wife is like a researcher who knows this tribe well and is trying to like fit in with them and um, do whatever. And you're kind of there just to support her. And you're, you have a camp off to the side and she's actually gone to their like tribe to like interact with them, but they will only accept her if she doesn't have as much contact with you. So you're kind of like only speaking to her every now and then there are dialogue options through the walkie talkie. Uh, which is interesting for this type of game. And then uh, obviously something happens and she contacts you in the middle of the night, like, please help me. They're, they're coming after me or whatever. And then you end up running through the woods and you get hit in the head and then you wake up and all your shit's gone. And you have to basically, you only have the walkie talkie and your wife's not answering and you have to survive and figure out what happened to her. And that's like the premise of the game. Uh, you can play with multiplayer or you can play single player up to you. Uh, but I played on uh I played on like the standard difficulty, which includes like a mode for your like sanity and stuff. So like if I drank water that was dirty and had a parasite in it, I was slowly going insane to the point where I died because I was hallucinating stuff after me. So it said I was killed by an apparition or something like that. It was a uh, a guy with a spear, like a, a local with a spear who was not there. He was just a hallucination. But like I could hear like myself like laughing, like you're not going to make it and stuff like that. It was... They went all in on the insanity side of it, which I appreciate. Uh, and, you know, I, I've, I haven't put, like, 
a shit ton of time into it, but I could see this being a, a fun, like, grounded type experience. But, like, seems a lot like the forest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But does the forest have, like, a story, though, or is it just like. Yeah, basically, yeah. I like, think there's, okay. like, your plane crashes and there's a kid and they come, like, basically kidnap this baby. Okay. Yeah. So, this it's, person. It's... I haven't played in a while. Very similar to that, but um, yeah, I mean, it was interesting, and I could definitely see playing as like a group, like just fucking around, making your own story, and then like trying to help each other. Like, hey, I'm kind of going insane. Can you give me some clean water or something? <laughs> but yeah, definitely, definitely a good one. What about you, Zach? I've been playing F1 naturally, getting super into it. Played uh, a good deal of uh, The Last of Us Part Two. 60 FPS, right? Yeah, yeah. Looks great. It's awesome. It's, it feels it, great. It, it's yeah. It's it's incredible. Uh, so I'm. I think I'm now getting towards the tail end. I don't want to like spoil like where I am based on yeah. I yeah, don't like don't timeline stuff. So I think I'm getting closer to the end. Uh, so played that. Uh, put a little bit more time uh, into Mass Effect, and then uh, yeah, that was it. That was all I did because I didn't do a Returnal run this week. So yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, I, I did do a little bit of Returnal. But again, my PlayStation just refuses to boot out of standby. So I'm like, yeah. fuck it. I'm not going to play this game if, if my PlayStation is like actively against me. <laughs> so I'm just, I put Returnal on hold for now. Yeah, cool. All Sony, righty. figure out your goddamn shit. <laughs> <laughs> to be shit. fair, like, Chance. It's been six months. To be fair, Chance and I haven't had this problem. We don't have the external drive connected, so that's probably why. Do you, uh, uh, Chance also doesn't use sleep mode at all. Oh really? Just um, I put mine in most of the mode. time. The only time I use sleep mode is if like I want to charge my controller. Zach, do you ever turn your on standby your PlayStation? Yeah, I put it in rest mode. Like that's and it, it always works. You oh, just yeah. put it on rest mode. You don't even turn it off. Either. I wouldn't say it always works, but not to the frequency in which you're having Literally issues. Eighty to ninety percent of the time. It yeah, works. no, I don't really run into those issues ever. I think twice I've seen it like come up with that message. What the fuck, Sony? <laughs> All right, and then this week, since we're doing the E3 coverage and stuff like that, we're going to skip Not Slow News because, I mean, all the news is E3 stuff. Uh, so let's dive right into it. All right, so we'll start with the biggest news, which undoubtedly came at the Xbox and Bethesda E3 showcase. Uh, so there were loads of announcements. Great pace. Great pacing, like trailer after trailer. It was one of the biggest e3 events of recent memory yeah 90 minutes and it include obviously all of xbox first party which includes bethesda and then also there's some third party stuff in there yeah and so let's just jump right into the biggest announcement they had it started out with starfield yes and Tom howard was... started off the conference which i was surprised it wasn't just phil spencer and we got the trailer for starfield yeah so starfield they had the cinematic trailer and they gave us a date which is 11 11 2022 which is 11 years after Skyrim came out. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And the only reason I remember that, because that was 11, 11, 11. Oh, yeah. So. Crazy. So what, what do you guys think? Like, I was surprised they started off with Starfield, um, but I was... I'm actually not too surprised. If they would have had more, I'm sure they would have, like, put it down later. It but since it was time. like, you know, you have to kind of open it up with a bang. It's like, boom, Starfield. And then they could kind of throw some smaller stuff at us and then something bigger towards the end. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm totally hyped. They, they said it's a universe years in the making, and it's going to be like a... 25 years in the making, yeah, according to them. And it's going to be uh, like the same caliber as like Fallout and Skyrim. Like this is going to be their third RPG franchise. They, they got post-apocalyptic, they got fantasy, this is going to be sci-fi. So uh, very exciting stuff, and I'm, I'm psyched to play it. To finish up with Starfield, naturally, it is coming to Game Pass. Which was a theme for the entire. Well, I mean, it's a first-party game, of course. Yeah. It's coming to so, Game Pass. Okay. We don't need to say that. And it's going to be okay, an Xbox well, exclusive. You know, <laughs> you know, we're news. Yeah, I mean, that was the big thing. People were wondering, like, are Bethesda games going to be exclusive? We had obviously talked about it in this podcast. Of course, they are. They confirmed it. Yes, it is exclusive to Xbox platforms. So it'll be PC and Xbox. Moving on from Starfield, they went on to show us Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl. Uh, so it's the latest entry in the survival shooter franchise. Uh, they debuted a new trailer and it showed four minutes of gameplay and the release date which will be april 22nd 2022 which was a surprise because previously they kept saying 2021 so it's officially delayed uh, although they never had like a specific 2021 date they were just saying 2021 in general but yeah the game looks great coming to game pass and 
it is going to be a next gen exclusive. So it'll only be on PC and Xbox Series X slash S. And then they moved on from there to Back for Blood, which is the zombie shooter, the spiritual successor to Left for Dead. Didn't put a date on that. Yes, I they did. October twelfth. Was it October twelfth? Come on, Polygon, help me out here. <laughs> there was already a date on it as well. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it, it's coming out in October, but it the big thing here was that it's coming to Game Pass day one, which it's a Warner Brothers game. We didn't like that was never I did not expect that. Yeah, it was never alluded to before, but they're they're definitely going hardcore after the third party games day and date to Xbox, which is only beneficial to us, the people who have subscribed to Game Pass. So that's that's great news. Now there's a PvP mode, which yeah. I did not know existed. Yeah, I didn't know about that until like minutes ago. Honestly, so. we like when we rewatched the trailer, I, I noticed it. I didn't notice it the first time around, though. Yeah. yeah, they did go a little bit more in depth in the WB showcase where they said like it's basically you have an opportunity to be the enemy, and then they're timing the the humans how long it'll take them to, or how long it'll take you to overcome them, and then when it's the other person's turn, they are the enemies, and then. You have to survive longer than they do. You pretty much just swap sides. Yeah, like, essentially, yeah. it's just who can survive longer. And I think that was only a game mode. That was the swarm was game swarm mode. mode yeah. But I'm sure they'll have a game mode where it's straight up like one team is the zombies, kill the humans, and the other team is just like get through the mission, and just survive kind of thing. But after that, Avalanche announced its newest game, Contraband. Uh, so it's the latest title from Just Cause, and the trailer described it as a co-op open world. It's set in. The, a fictional version of the 1970s. Hmm. Ooh, did so, I know that? Yeah. Uh, well, this was very much like a tone piece trailer. We, we didn't even see any gameplay or any like cinematics really, but we just know it's co-op open world. And from everything that they showed, it looks like you were, you're trying to pull off heists. Uh, they had like a map and like plans and stuff. So that's what at least makes me think it, of it, but it is coming to game pass. And this is a, they said it's an Xbox Game Studios published game. So this is basically Microsoft uh, hiring um, Avalanche to make a game for them. So it's going to be exclusive to Game Pass and PC and come day one to Game Pass. So good to see like a second party game being announced there. It's not something Microsoft has done too much of, but something Sony has done for a while. So it's good to see them getting on the same page. And then for those of you who are still and playing Sea of Thieves and stuff like that, they announced a free update that will be coming on June 22nd called A Pirate's Life. And this is an add-on to Sea of Thieves that will feature Captain Jack Sparrow and uh, Davy Jones from uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean films. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, Disney, I mean, if they're going to have all that stuff in Fortnite, you know, Disney and or like Marvel and Star Wars, I mean, why not Sea of Thieves for Microsoft, you know? And I think that's perfect for... Yeah, every time I played that game, I was like, man, Pirates of the Caribbean, like, that'd be awesome if they did a crossover. I swear I mentioned that. It'd be awesome for, like, a crossover. He's never mentioned it. I feel like I have. It was, must have been a long time ago when the game came out, but, um, yeah, that was like, holy crap, like, this is awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense because Sea of Thieves is missing a story, and then you have a very famous property where it just makes sense, and this is going to attract a much bigger audience to Sea of Thieves, essentially, so... One of the biggest announcements that they had was the uh, official gameplay trailer for Battlefield 2042, uh, which was revealed. Uh, so EA and DICE revealed that. It was cinematic, explosive, uh, really kind of set the tone for what Battlefield is going to be. Uh, and that trailer really showed us kind of like... Gameplay. Yeah, like what it's really going to look like. And it's the, the map, like Pat said during the thing, is enormous kind of typical it's of like 128 players. players so 64 v 64 on next gen and pc it is 128 on xbox one and ps4 it is only 64 players oh, wow so keep that in mind yeah it's still a lot yeah i mean even like the the map uh weathering system like you had like you had like hurricanes or hurricanes and dust tornadoes. clouds and sandstorms and obviously showed off exploding there. <laughs> oh yeah everything's going to be destructible just kind of like yeah. where that's going and they showed off their more futuristic weapons of war yeah. like the grappling hooks and like there's more like funky. a battlefield 4 kind of thing like it's yeah. not going to be like a battlefield 1 or like world war 2 or world war 1 or anything it's going to be like more futuristic. futuristic kind of so i just i don't know what the benefit of releasing a cg trailer like wednesday or whatever they did was if they're going to show the gameplay at the microsoft conference like why spend all that money making a cg trailer that 
isn't representation of your game. Like, but then, like, cool. three days later, they show a, a trailer that shows actual gameplay doing those same things. Yeah. So, like, you're wasting all this money. Uh, it just it, I didn't it didn't understand. I think it would have made more sense for that CG trailer if there would have been like a campaign attached to it. Yeah, or there's something. no there's campaign in like... Battlefield 2042, which is I think people are okay with that. I think people are okay with it, but it just doesn't make sense with the CG trailer. Why like... do a CG trailer for a game without a campaign? Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Because then you can kind of like use that CG trailer to like they probably have all that extra money from having to make a established a, story, a, a story, and they're like, well, we'll just make a trailer. yeah, but like okay, but you could just save that <laughs> money. Why waste? You have to hire all the voice actors and like, you have to hire you know. all the CG people. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, they're, I don't I'm... CG. T- it's a lot of money to do a CG trailer, so yeah, I well, I just I'm sure it got a lot of views, but like. I'm sure so did this. So I don't know. Like, it, it seems weird, but I mean, it's probably just to build up hype. Honestly, like hype train. Yeah, and then we saw the trailer here, and I'm like, Game Pass, Game Pass, but no, no, it's not, not Game, Pass. Game Pass. So uh, <laughs> in in about six months, though, it will be coming to Game Pass because I'm sure it'll come to EA Play, Play which is already in Game Pass. So from there, the showcase moved on to show us a little bit more of 12 minutes, uh, which is a game we've discussed a lot here on the show. Uh, so excited for this game. It's, we, we're all very excited for this game. If, if you don't know, if this is the first time listening, you haven't heard of it. Uh, it's a game based on like time loops and stuff like that. Like your, uh, your character's wife is like accused of a murder and you're going through these time loops to kind of like kind of figure out what the hell is yeah. going on. So what, Willem Dafoe, James Willem, McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, Daisy, Daisy Ridley. Ridley. And that yeah. comes star studded cast. August nineteenth. Yeah. So we finally got a date on that. It's coming. And, and Game, Game Pass. Pass day one. And yeah. Game Pass day one. So, shouts to that. Uh, from there, they we saw the official gameplay trailer for Psychonauts two. So this is Double Fine psychic story driven adventure. Uh, this will be available on August twenty fifth uh, on. Windows, PC, Xbox One, and uh, Xbox Series X, and will also be coming to Game Pass naturally. Which we've so. seen this game, you know, at many different conferences. We've seen enough of it. I'm glad to finally have a date. Uh, I'm excited to play it. Next big news: Hades is coming to Xbox Game Pass. So this is a game that uh, Rick beat. I think he's the only person here on the podcast. Or did you beat it as well, Chase? No, no. I didn't beat it. So Rick uh, beat it. Thank he you. Loved it. Thank you. Game recognizes game. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this was your game of the year? No, my, mine was still Last of Us 2. But this okay. was, like, up there. It was definitely a yeah. uh, contender. And uh, so that will be coming to Game Pass, and it will be on Xbox One and Series X uh, on August 13th. Uh, I have not played it yet. I was thinking about getting it on the Switch. Kind of hesitated. Well, Glad I did, because now it. I can get it for free. <laughs> yeah. So that worked out. And then from there, I think the game that we thought that they would start with, but they did not, and then now we finally have it here chronologically, was Halo Infinite. And this was arguably one of the biggest things that we saw from this showcase, that the trailer showed uh, gameplay, and it showed us the free-to-play multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, so for those so of you who played it the campaign side of it, it showed basically a new AI that is not Cortana, and Master Chief like talking to her, and she's saying, like, Cortana was scheduled for deletion, and you know when she was going to get deleted, that's when I would get deleted. But I'm not deleted, so there's a chance Cortana's not deleted. So it's basically Master Chief uh, working with this new AI to try and get to Cortana, and that's kind of where the story is going to be be headed. And then obviously you have the uh, uh, the banished from uh, Halo Wars Two. You have the that is the the main enemy in Halo Infinite. But yeah, it looks looks great. They gave us a little CG trailer that like fed into like where i think the game's going to be starting giving you control for the first time and it looks so good i can't wait and then they also showed us uh, a lot of the multiplayer stuff pat i know is super pumped for a lot of like the things that were being brought or brought back yeah it was uh, a to the multiplayer a quick trailer and like some of it was like showing you like in theater modes where it's not like first person view and then some Mm -hmm. of it was first person view they showed a couple of new weapons and then they showed some new uh, equipment one of the equipment was uh, literally a spartan using it to basically reflect a plasma rifle shot basically a counter for the noob combo and then the plasma rifle shot goes back to the person who fired it and then the guy just kills him with one headshot uh, they showed like capture the flag and like just classic halo stuff coming back and it looks so good uh, Chance pointed out that they do have the the grapple hook able to pick up weapons. You can grab ground. onto vehicles and yeah. hijack. Mm-hmm. Um, you can probably grab players, I'm sure, and punch them as they come or to you. You go to them. I yeah. Think, so. so. Looks great. 
Yeah, and uh, as far as a release date, they only said that it would be coming out holiday 2021. They did not put a firm date on it. November 15th, 2021. Which I means it is... July 4th, 2021. That's still a holiday. That That, that is fair. <laughs> um, but that means it is officially on the radar for delays. We are hoping and praying no. for the sake of the fantasy draft no. that it is like, I don't even care like, about that. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> want to play the game. I did a fantasy right. draft. That was my prediction. So... But yeah, so he didn't get a firm date. They don't have on a it. date, they can't delay it. So no. there you go. From Halo Infinite, they moved on to Diablo 2 Resurrected. And this is the remaster of the classic game. And this will launch on uh, PC, Xbox One, and Series X on September 23rd. And it will also have a multiplayer beta that is coming in August. Eight players. That's weird. Eight player co op. Usually like four, I feel like. So. I don't know. Bit of an expansion there. Does anybody care about Slime Rancher too? No. Okay, moving on. Does anyone care about Shredders? Yes. Okay. Shredders is a snowboarding game. Yes. Uh, that is. It looks cool. We haven't had like a legit snowboarding game in forever. We did have that Ubisoft one that was like weird combination of sports or whatever. But this is like, it looks like old school like. Uh, cool borders. F- yeah. Or uh, FFX. SSX. 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 Yeah. One of the letters. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it looks cool, and it's coming to day- Game Pass Day 1, and it comes out, what, December? December 2021. Ah, yeah. uh, man. Oh, sorry. I just was hoping they would have, like, a Ninja Turtles crossover. <laughs> After the Shredders trailer, we got the official announcement trailer of Atomic Heart. Uh, so the, this is the forthcoming first-person game. It didn't offer a lot of background info, um, but we do know that it is set in the Soviet Union in the year 1955. And uh, while watching it, uh, Pat was like, oh, it's very, like, Bioshock-y. Yeah, you get Bioshock vibes. We've, so. we've definitely seen this game before, and it does have the, the Bioshock influences. Got, like, robots and stuff. And you have some weird powers, mutagens, and some other shit. But it looks very interesting. And it is coming to Game Pass Day 1, but we just don't know when that Day 1 is. Right. Uh, they did an, uh, have an announcement trailer for a game called Replaced, which is a sci-fi action platformer, uh, like the 2D pixel art graphics. Uh, they didn't really tell us much as far as story or anything like that, but the game looked really interesting. I loved the art style. The tone and, of it, yeah. Uh, the tone was very, very cool. Uh, the most surprising news, I think is the following that we got the announcement trailer for the outer worlds 2 which was hilarious because it opens with the exact same opening as fable, fable. Yeah. and then throughout that you had the narrator who was like spouting off a bunch of cliches for right the trailers. And like, like are you gonna see this creature ever again no say goodbye <laughs> and now we're gonna move on to a slow-mo then, then you see the hero but only the silhouette lens flare lens flare flare, and it'll really hype up our pre-sale numbers and things of that nature and then as it pans out beyond our silhouetted character who obviously has been incomplete we get the title trailer for or the title of the outer worlds 2 uh did not expect that at all especially with them already having uh starfield in the works which Mm -hmm. is like an rp like literally starfield is what i think outer worlds was but probably not like as funny but yeah it looks i can't wait yeah what um obsidian's already working on avowed yeah Um, they have three teams so they got grounded avowed and then now outer worlds too Mm -hmm. yep and i'm pretty excited about it hopefully it does like the mass effect thing where the first one really lays good groundwork and the well, second now they one have is... a, a huge budget because now it's microsoft's money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the second one's just yeah. so much more expansive and right. oh man i'm so pumped uh naturally they didn't give us a date we are speculating that this will be like 2023 every other thing they gave a date to is 2021 or 2022 yeah so because it didn't have a date on it we would expect a 2023 or later uh moving on from the Outer Worlds trailer, we did get a bit of a... We got some expansion for uh, the Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, so that will be coming to Xbox Series X on July 27th. And that will be the console version of the game, which will be on Game Pass. And then they also, with that, announced a one-of-a-kind partnership with Paramount Studios Top uh, for Top Gun Maverick uh, expansion. So you can have like the fighter jets and stuff like that. Also, Age of Empires got a release date for October 28th of this year. Uh, Age of Empires 4. I don't know if any of you guys ever played the Age of Empires games at all. I love them. Why I played would you even lot. bring this up? No one cares about okay, it. Okay, see, fuck off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why would you even talk about it? Fuck you guys. Uh, Plague Tale Innocence oh, yeah. got a uh, sequel announced from Asobo, uh, which was Plague Tale Requiem. And we only got a CG trailer, but it's continuing the story. And those of you who haven't played Plague Tale Innocence, play Plague Tale Innocence. It's, 
it's definitely a a double A game, but that story holds up, that gameplay holds up, and they're taking a lot of inspiration from like Last of Us in terms of the gameplay. And I think this being it's coming to Game Pass, it's it's got a 2022 date, and I think it do they say console exclusive maybe? So I, I think there's some sort of uh, a deal between uh, Asobo who has worked with Microsoft recently for Flight Simulator. Um, that would be a great acquisition for Microsoft in the future, but um, more budget behind Plague Tale is, is a great thing, and I'm super excited to see more of that title. Somerville is a game that they also showed, which they just did the, the CGI you know, trailer, like showed a little bit of like gameplay and stuff, but it, it gave me very much vibes of like Limbo or Inside, um, where you're basically uh, a dad and you got your wife and your kid, and you're trying to escape like an alien invasion, so kind of like... A, um, War of the Worlds or something like that, but it is the the 2D uh, or 2.5D, I guess, like walking through an environment as stuff's going on, and, and I get the feeling it's not going to have any dialogue. It's just going to be the the story given to you in terms of context of what's going on, and it, it honestly looks great. Like it's going to have some environmental puzzles, and then like stealth sections, kind of just like what uh, what Inside did. But it is coming 2022, and it is coming to Game Pass. Another big surprise. Uh, was the announcement and official trailer for Forza Horizon 5. Fuck yes! And it will be set in a highly detailed recreation of Mexico. Uh, this is the fifth recreation. edition. Recreation. Or recreation. You can pronounce it either way. I don't think I, so. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> no, recreation is a completely different word. It's spelled the same. Like you can the, pronounce it that way. The rec center. Parks and Recreation. <laughs> yeah. That's the name of the show, though. It's deliberately pronounced that way. You could pronounce... No. Yes. You're insane. <laughs> okay, fine. So it is set in a highly detailed recreation. <laughs> recreation. You jackass. You're the jack. From Recreational Mexico. <laughs> from Playground Games, obviously. It will be set in Mexico. And it will release on Xbox One and Xbox Series X on November 9th of this year. Obviously on Game Pass. But I do love the Forza Horizon uh, series. I love Forza Horizon 4. It was great. I really enjoyed it. I love the setting of Mexico, uh, how we can... And they showed us the gameplay of going through the jungles in the desert, off the beach, and uh, oceanscapes. And they showed us, like, mini games. Like, there's one where you got to mm-hmm. destroy piñatas, reminiscent of Viva Piñata. And then there's, like, literally a bowling one. But they said it's, like, you can create your own mini games within uh, Horizon 5. So, like, mm-hmm. expect that community just to take off and you're gonna have an endless stream of like different game modes and stuff available in that a couple vehicles they showed chance they had the ford bronco which you have already have yeah they showed that multiple times even though that wasn't their featured vehicle um they showed it multiple times and yeah if i play that's the car i want to use (laughs) chance won't shut up about it i will get the feature vehicle which was the new mercedes amg sports car oh it's gorgeous i'm gonna get the uh, halo infinite warthog which i'm no doubt is going to be in this game. Uh, so, yeah. So, we got that announcement. And then their final uh, one big thing, or last big thing as it was, uh, was the announcement and reveal of a new game called Redfall, which is the newest IP coming from Arcane Austin. Yeah. So, Arcane has multiple like locations. Arcane Leon does Dishonored. Arcane Austin has done Prey. So, this is that team's new game it will be an xbox exclusive it is an open world co-op shooter first person shooter first person shooter each character it looks like will have like special weapons and unique abilities Abilities. stuff like that and you're using these abilities and weapons to fight off hordes of vampires and they showed that uh, or revealed that it will be launch uh, in summer of 2022 look pretty good maybe a fun game to play yeah, so you have one who has telekinesis, you have one who's a sharpshooter that can go invisible, one has a robotic companion, and then uh, one is a paranormal investigator. I'm not sure what that <laughs> what kind means. of class that is. <laughs> Zach Baggins coming in. <laughs> the, um, one more thing about Redfall, sorry. you can play it either single player or co-op. And of course, how can we forget the biggest news? The world premiere announcement of the Xbox mini fridge. Five hundred bucks. It looks exact. Is it really five hundred dollars? Yeah, I think so. Wow, what the fuck? The same price. Because those of you who can't get a Series X, you can get the fridge. That looks just looks just like it. Maybe they're more widely available. Hey, scalpers, you might might want to get the fridge. (laughs) It can it can hold from what it looks like eight cans of whatever. Uh, yeah. So 
that was the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. Of the titles that they showed, they showed 30 titles. 27 of those are coming to Game Pass, which is insane. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Any thoughts from you guys? Final thoughts before we move on to the other showcases? How do you guys think? Grade it. I'll give it an A. I'll give it a B plus. There was nothing that was like super like holy fuck. Like the Outer Worlds. I mean, Outer Worlds was good, but it didn't give us a date. It didn't give us mm. any gameplay. It was just a CG trailer. I was expecting something like uh, we've had in the past, where it's like, oh yeah, there's this game, like like what Fallout Four did it, where it was like, yeah. oh yeah, here's Fallout Four, and it's coming out this year. Forza so, Horizon. Ha, ha, ha. Forza Horizon, yeah, but that's like. It, they were yearly releases until last year, so it's not like yeah. a huge. It's like, thing oh shit, there's a Call of Duty coming out this year. Yeah, if, wow. if they had given a date on Starfield and like mentioned it and like like a date for like this year, I mean, date for uh, this year and gameplay, that would have that would have yeah, that, that would be a plus material. Away. Yeah, but so far it was it was definitely great. They showed great stuff. It had great pace, but it wasn't like amazing yet. I think they do have some things that they're holding close to the chest. Like we didn't see any mention of Hellblade Two. Uh, Fable, Perfect Dark, Avowed, Avowed, like they they mention them like offhandedly at the end. Yeah. Phil Spencer kind of just said those might be things they just show next year for twenty twenty three. Like like Xbox is definitely riding the ship, and it's going to take a while to turn like a ship that big. Uh, to keep using the same metaphor, but uh, next year I think they're going to have so much more to show because you're going to get gameplay for Starfield. You're we're probably going to expect gameplay for Hellblade 2 with a release date, same for Perfect Dark, Avowed, Fable, and then what else the other teams have been working on, like Compulsion Games. We don't know what they're doing. A lot of these studios have multiple teams, so next E3, they're going to have so much more to show, and it's just going to be an absolute amazing E3. But here, yeah, they showed a wide variety of games and great stuff. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying it wasn't amazing, you know? Chance, what, what are your thoughts? They're just working on everything. And then, you know, all this stuff, they're going to have just a big stream of games coming out. Like they mentioned, what did they say? Like they're going to have like... Yeah, their goal is to get a major first party game to launch every quarter. So every yeah. three months, they and, want to make And they're going to achieve that. It just takes them time. And mm -hmm. I think eventually, um, you know, it won't just be PlayStation coming out with all these amazing exclusives. I think eventually Xbox will get up to that too. But then Xbox has passed. So, you know, mm -hmm. we'll see if that stands up. How time next generation of consoles come up you know what i mean like will playstation or will xbox kind of take over once they ha release all these games every year and then have something amazing like game pass where playstation doesn't have that they just have their good games right now and then yeah if they can continue that hype of like or continue the quality and hype of those games that they come out with that everyone just gets a playstation for so what was really awesome is at the end when they showed like the the games that they had announced in this conference. And they're like, every month starting now, we have a major game coming to Game Pass, like mm -hmm. day one, whether that's first party or a deal with a third party, like Black Back for Blood. Uh, that is great. If they can keep that like momentum going and that rhythm going into 2022, have a major game every month, mm -hmm. not just first party, but including third party partnerships, that is going to be an amazing year for Xbox. Like, yeah, definitely a great showing. And, it's only going to get better from here, I think. I'm kind of surprised they didn't just announce like another acquisition. I just expected at this point how yeah, frequently they do it. There's a lot of rumors. Uh, one of the rumors was that they were going to acquire Avalanche, and we saw maybe that was the the partnership the shift, yeah. for Contraband. Um, maybe they're in talks for an acquisition, and they just haven't finalized it yet. But um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff being worked on. So who knows? Maybe uh, Game Awards, they'll announce something right. if they have an XO this year. Yeah. They're kind of picking and choosing like, okay, cool. We're going to go along with Avalanche. And if you guys do well, then you guys might get an acquisition. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's move on to uh, Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest. So on Thursday, the 10th, uh, Jeff Keighley kicked off our summer with the Summer Games Fest 2021 uh, opening show. And obviously there was slew of announcements and stuff like that so we'll just kind of run through those uh, the ones that we found the most interesting and the highlights compelling yeah uh so let's see chance uh tiny tina's wonderlands what does that do for you so it's essentially like the the next borderlands game i mean i don't think it's a continuation or anything but i think it's kind of like a kind of a little bit of a spinoff i don't know but it's kind of like a D D uh tiny tina as kind of like the dungeon master. They did a little DLC like this, similar, where um, fantasy-themed kind of DLC. But it looks like they're making it more of a bigger game, its own separate thing. 
um, with its own story um, and gameplay. And it's going to be like a f- four other characters with Tiny Tina being being kind of like the narrator. And then yeah, they have and Andy the- Samberg uh, is one of the voices, Will Arnett, and then Wanda Sykes. So yeah, I'm assuming was Butt Sawing a character? Yes. Yes. I'm going to be playing that character. I don't think you can play as them. I think they're just part of your party, and then you are creating the fourth member. I think oh, that's what's what? going on. Like that's how I interpreted it because yeah. I don't think they're going to have Andy Samberg be like your character. I don't think they're going to have Wanda Sykes be your character or Will Arnett. I think they're just going to be the support, and then you are creating your own character to be the fourth member of this party. That'd be funny if they do like a stick of truth where you just don't say anything and they make fun of you. I mean, I'm excited. I mean, this is you know, it's not Pandora. It's not the only game that has Pandora. No future spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. I'm excited. It's going to be fantasy. I like Tiny Tina was one of my favorite characters. Ashley Birch is returning as Tiny Tina. I don't know if we mentioned that. Uh, Jeff Keighley's best buddy Hideo Kojima stopped by to talk about the Death Stranding director's cut. Yeah, 9-11, an uncomfortable amount of times. Yeah, those of you who had 9-11 <laughs> on your uh, ETH, or Summer Games Fest bingo could cross it off. Because <laughs> Kojima mentioned it twice. Um <laughs> It wasn't necessarily, like, out of context. No, it wasn't. But it's, it's just unexpected. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, he announced uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut. So that's exciting. And it had, like, a little fun little nod to Metal Gear Solid where Sam Porter Bridges takes a uh, box off the shelf, gets inside of it, realizes that he probably couldn't hide inside of it, and he gets right back out. As some people think that it was... Uh, Kojima giving a nod to anybody taking over the Metal Metal Gear helm because the box said Fragile on it. Handle and with care. Yeah. yeah, and Fragile's the name of one of the characters who has her own little uh, distribution. Delivery service. Delivery service. It's exciting. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. But um, The box had oranges in it, and I still have no idea why. And I don't think we ever will. <laughs> <laughs> I think this David Lynch thing where it's like a really obscure callback. Uh, I'm not positive. But yeah. But, yeah, uh... PS5 exclusive uh, director's cut for Death Stranding. Does that do anything for you? Make you want to get a PS5? No. No. I would like to play it again at some point. I can easily buy it for $20 on Steam right now without spending $500 on a PS5. Um, so, yeah. Um, director's cut. Honestly, I, I, that, that story is kind of, um, I want to say, too it's, long as it is. And it's funny because he <laughs> made the game. It's literally from Kojima Productions. Like, who cut the first game? <laughs> this is the director's <laughs> cut. I don't know. Well, I wanted, like, 12 more giant whales. <laughs> and they just, like, we, we negotiated down to just one. <laughs> so we get all 12 in this cut. So, yeah. Uh, so Jeff Goldblum, another celebrity that showed up. Uh, to reveal Jurassic World Evolution 2, which is essentially just Roller Coaster Tycoon, the Jurassic Park edition. Uh, so for those of you who love that style of game and such and love Jurassic Park, that's for you, Chance. You like Jurassic Park. Big yeah, fan. I mean, it's essentially like a, um, it's like a manage the park, you know. Mm-hmm. Dinosaurs are going to get out. They're going to attack your people. You have to protect them, send a squad to tranquilize them, have them in their own certain environments and just meet their conditions so they don't freak out or die or anything or get sick. Tactfully place um, your paddocks. Yeah, so it's essentially you're trying to have Jurassic Park but not end up how it did in the movie. Among Us added a hide-and-seek mode. Uh, so they'll be adding a new hide-and-seek mode. There'll be new roles, new colors, new maps, and a bunch of other stuff. So Bigger lobbies. Bigger lobbies. What, 15-player lobbies? You have three imposters, more skins, and stuff like that. High game modes. Different animations for how you kill people. Uh, one of the games that I was really interested in seeing from the Summer Games Fest was Planet of Lana, which is this hand-painted art style uh, that's, quote, like an off-Earth odyssey. That's the one with the, um, like, the character who like walks in a little cat and then, like, you just and then you see, see meteors falling, and yeah. stuff falling uh, from the sky that was confirmed that is confirmed for launch in 2022 it will be exclusive to xbox series x and, and s xbox one and pc um it supports native 4k and 60 frames per second so for those of you who are passionate about that yeah that is for you i thought the art the art was gorgeous I will not play that. a game unless it has that pampered <laughs> I'm used to it now. I can't go back. I mean, I can, but I don't want to. He's like, I can't. I won't. I won't do it. (laughs) Another celebrity that stopped by to talk with uh, Jeff Keighley was Giancarlo Esposito. Who mentioned Hitler, for those of you who had that on your bingo card. 9-11 and Hitler. Uh, So he came on to discuss his character, Anton Castillo, who's obviously the uh, primary antagonist of Far Cry 6. Uh, So just kind of talked about the character's background and motivations as the ruler of Yara. Yeah, not much new information there for uh, Far Cry 6, but 
Uh, listen to our mini episode. We talked all about the Far Cry 6 reveal. It looks awesome. Evil yeah. Dead game. It's multiplayer. Looks like a lot of fun. A lot of the characters from the movies are in there, and it looks like a bloody, gory... Uh, Asyn- asynchronous multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. You can play as the demon if you're a total dick. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer points out that if you want to be a total dick. Yeah. But yeah, it looked cool. Like had those like gory combos. Like, and like the snarky humor. Shoving a shovel like through the his own throat. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. Looks looks pretty interesting. Uh, Jason Blundell, who is the creator of uh, COD Zombies, teamed up with Treyarch veteran Dave Anthony. And they are starting a new studio called Deviation Games. And that will be in partnership with PlayStation, and they'll be working with PlayStation on their new IP. So yeah, PlayStation exclusive multiplayer game that's going to be Call of Duty like. So keep an eye out for that. But let, let's talk about the thing that brought tears to Jeff Keighley's eyes. Yes, Jeff Keighley was on the verge of tears as he announced the gameplay trailer of Elden Ring, and it came with a release date of January twenty first, twenty twenty two. Just like his excitement was infectious, though. Like, oh yeah, I was so ex- like happy for him. Right, he was so like excited, but. Yeah, Elden Ring, like, finally it went, it was, what, 2019 E3 at Xbox's stage that it was announced, then it was, like, radio silent for years, R slash Elden Ring has been up in arms about more information since that first trailer dropped, so we finally got it. Uh, Yeah, it looks like a Souls game, but now you have four-player co-op and a horse that can double jump, and then a lot more lore than I remember in any Souls-like game. Because obviously we know George Railroad Martin has been writing the lore for that. So mm-hmm. looks interesting. And I'm going to check it out. I don't know if I'm going to play it, but I definitely want to know more. Yeah. And there it will. And it is confirmed to be releasing for last gen and current gen consoles. On January yeah. 21st, 2022. Yeah, I was saying that, but then you cut me off. So Good. Well, you didn't say it fast enough. Well, I was speaking at the normal pace, and then he, who got on me for talking over other people, decided to talk over me. Can he be as excited about this as Jeff Keighley? Yeah, come on. Just let him have his moment. I mean, Zach. I'm the one introducing it, man. What do you have Why against are Jeff you Keighley? so mean to Pat? You're shitting me, right? Yeah, I totally am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was the Summer Games Fest uh, kickoff event from Jeff Keighley, and we will move on to, let me see, let, let's move on to Square Enix. Um, Final Fantasy. Okay, Final on. Fantasy fucking everything, <laughs> except for what they started with, yeah. which was the okay. Guardians of the Galaxy game, uh, which was completely unexpected. So years after... Uh, Although it did leak, like... Years a- it leaked in 2017. Uh, from and eight- last week. And last week, but initially... I, I don't even remember the 2017. Well, it leaked originally in 2017, apparently. Is that the Telltale game? <laughs> Might have been. <laughs> That's then, probably what happened. People saw that leak and then they saw the Telltale game. And they're like, it was probably this. <laughs> anyway, they announced uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a single-player, third-person adventure game where you will be uh, playing as Star-Lord and obviously the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy will be your companions. Yeah, uh, so all the time you have the Guardians with you, but you are only playing as Star-Lord. Star-Lord. And they showed a lot of gameplay with it and everything where you can uh, kind of select... Uh, which dialogue character to like? Yeah. Well, there are dialogue options in combat. You can uh, select the select member, the member and the and their ability action. they use. Yeah. It looks like depending on your choices can also affect maybe late things later in the game. For example, they had they did a lot of things um, against Rocket's wishes, and he's like, "Oh, he remember." Like, so kind of like a Telltale game. It's like, "Oh, Rocket, remember this." Rocket because, is furious at your decision or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, like, when they had probably, uh, you know, Drax, probably, Drax throw him across the ravine yeah whatever. so i mean i'm guessing that may have some kind of implications later on and like, near the end of the game where maybe you might get backstabbed or maybe he won't help you or like i don't know like something will happen depending on how you uh interact with your members maybe you have less combos with with rocket yeah later on or something but yeah it looked interesting it's it's obviously not the same uh characters from the mcu this is like their own interpretation of them yeah. I'm not sure if this is going to be tied to like Marvel's Avengers, which is also from Square Enix at some point. I highly doubt it. Oh, yeah, I guess I could. Yeah, like they could probably sure. just add those characters, like these versions of yeah. those characters. They look very like different, it. like really interesting. Like I really like it a lot. It, it definitely has that tone of Guardians of the Galaxy, where like you know one-liners. They're not uh, getting along like super well. Um, they did say in in the interviews and stuff when they're uh, introducing the game that is. This is the Guardians of the Galaxies when Guardians of the Galaxy when they're less than a year into the formation of the team. So 
you as Star-Lord are still the leader, but it is still, like, not super, like, well-respected as the leader, kind of. And, right. uh, yeah, it looked interesting. Like, your your decisions will play into the story. And uh, it is, like, third-person shooter. But then you have the abilities that you can do and stuff. Um, and then the big surprise was that it's releasing this year. Yeah, so it will release October 26th of this year. Uh, that was the the wow moment this is uh, Eidos Montreal, who have done uh, Deus, Ex. Deus Ex, and no one played that series, so they gave them a really popular thing because, like, now you have to play it. So hopefully, they people understand the talent of this studio, and maybe we'll go back and play Deus Ex. Really good series of games. Yes. Play now, Deus Ex. And now, keeping with the Marvel's Avengers news, they did or the Marvel news, excuse me, they did announce the War for Wakanda expansion uh, for Marvel's Avengers, which will be coming this August. That will obviously be starring uh, Black Panther and having Wakanda as the setting, uh, and that will expand again in August. They showed Babylon's Fall, initially announced three years ago, which is the uh, action RPG that can be played as a single-player up to four-player co-op. Did they give a date for this? They did not. Platinum Games. You know, focus on combat combo. They also did like Astral Chain on the Switch, which has very interesting mechanics with the chain. So, I mean, I feel like the combat is going to be very smooth and the mechanics are going to be very, um, I don't know, dynamic. And so I, I feel confident in that. So it'll be a pretty good game. We'll see when they get more information on it. And Team Ninja announced uh, something, something Final Fantasy Origins. Uh, there's Final Chaos. Fantasy, uh, Stranger of Paradise. <laughs> Stranger, Stranger of Paradise. Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins, which, yes. I mean, Team Ninja is, like, they recently did Neo. Uh, they're known for, like, Ninja Gaiden and stuff, so they're also, like, focused on combat and stuff, so. Didn't they also do, like, the Dead or Alive beach volleyball games? <laughs> did, they? did they? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, geez. So this could be, game could be two different things. <laughs> Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, that will be coming out. Uh, for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, PC uh, in 2022. And there will be a trial version of the game that is available on PS5 starting uh, from today, uh, which is, what, June 13th uh, until June 24th. Um, and that was pretty much it. They did a lot of Final Fantasy games are coming to mobile. They did a couple updates that. for Life is Strange. Uh, there's that remastered collection they talked about and then kind of showed off. Um, the empathy mechanic for Life is Strange True Colors. Which I'm excited for True Colors. Mm-hmm. That's got to be coming out soon, right? We've September, seen a lot of... Okay. September 10. So That was basically it from Square Enix. Uh, if you love all the Final Fantasy stuff, um, sorry, we don't care that much about it. <laughs> <laughs> Big surprise there was... Marvel was Marvel's event. Guardians. Or Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. which we, it was leaked, but again, having it come out this year is just... We thought it'd be so at surprised. least next year, for yeah. sure. For moving on to Devolver, and uh, in keeping with their no-holds-barred, really satirical, basically like cinematic universe that they've created for themselves, uh, they've decided to go even further by going super meta and saying that that, what we saw from the story, was just a pitch of what they could be doing from an advertising standpoint. The past like five E3s were just pitches of... Of their, what they've called marketing monetization as a service. So (laughs) So, basically making fun of Game Pass. Devolver Max Pass Plus. Devolver Max Pass Plus. (laughs) And every game was, uh, what was it, exclusive? Devolver Max Pass Plus... Purchase exclusive, exclusive, yeah. exclusive purchase, yeah. yeah, something like that. You have the exclusivity to purchase this you product. Have, yeah. the, the access to purchasing this game is, is free and exclusive, yeah. but actually purchasing it is not free. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is how uh, our good friend Nina described it, and it was just glittered with chili cheese dogs. Yeah, chili. <laughs> che- they only eat chili cheese dogs at Devolver Digital, and I clearly, really would like to work there. And they are clearly at a premium because several of Nina's coworkers were trying to steal and successfully stealing her chili cheese dogs. Yeah, so but, I mean, and she stole somebody else's too. So yeah, it she all, did. It all it all ends up working out. But to actually dive into the games that they showed, uh, we'll start with uh, the first one, which was Trek to Yomi. Uh, so this will be coming in 2022. It's a 2D trailer uh, that was like 2D Ghost of Tsushima. It's 2D Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, it's a, about a young samurai who is sworn to protect his town and the people he loves against all threats. Uh, Pat very quickly decided to claim uh, and stamp his authority down that it is better than Ghost of Tsushima already. Yep. It's not. I think it is. 
Well, shut up. <laughs> Nobody cares about what you think about Ghost of Tsushima. Time will tell. Negative Nancy about it. You. Uh, but that will be coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One, and PC in 2022. Uh, it, it's uh, rendered in black and white, so that kind of like old school samurai cinematic feel. Yeah, uh, let's I mean, talk about Inscription. Yeah, Inscription was really interesting. So it is a combination of deck building and roguelike mechanics in addition to escape room puzzles yeah, and psychological like, horror. <laughs> so you, it started with the deck building part, and they're like, okay, now solve this puzzle, and now go over here and do this. And now there's going to be some demons right in front of your face. Uh, it is coming to PC later this year. Uh, it looks really interesting. It looks uh, kind of fun. It comes from the creator of uh, Pony Island and The Hex. Uh, so of course. for those of you who are familiar with those games, I am not. It's all, all the you know the lineage right there. But Let's yeah, see, what was uh, the other one? There's one more at uh, Devolver that. Uh, the uh, Death Store. Death Store, yeah. That was one of their other big games that they always uh, they, were, they were talking about a lot last time, and yeah, it was at one of the uh, Nintendo Directs, and it's the developer who had done Titan Souls, and it's uh, a little bit more like Titan Souls was all like one hit. Uh, this is very much more focused on combat and like a, a deeper lore, and like you're the crow who goes to a world where stuff hasn't died, and you're in charge of killing it. So. And there's a lot of, like, funny moments just from the trailer that we saw where mm-hmm. there's an octopus, like, basically using a person as a puppet. And he's like, hello, fellow biped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, one that I wanted to talk about was uh, Demon Throttle, just because it's a Nintendo exclusive. So it's kind of like the only thing that we really heard about Nintendo from this E3. So it's that 8-bit uh, shoot 'em up Oh, and game. it's physical only? Yeah, it's the, it's the physical only copy that they said. You can't get it digitally anywhere. Is that true? Does uh, anyone confirm that? It is, yes, it is a completely physically only release. Okay. Coming wow. from Special Reserve Games. Wow. So, yeah, so that'll come out. Uh, I don't think they had a release date on it. They said now. Oh, yeah, she did say, like, today. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Go get it and get a collector's edition for yourself since it'll be really expensive, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was basically it from Devolver. And they had the uh, the non-fungible tape. <laughs> the non-fuckable tape. Oh, okay, so that was really cool. So <laughs> that whole presentation, that whole cinematic experience that they had for this uh, a Devolver Digital Showcase for E3, uh, they put it on a VHS tape. And on the Devolver Max Pass Plus website... <laughs> That's really hard to say. Uh, they had like a bunch of merch with all the satirical stuff, like the shirts and stuff to make fun of it. They also put this VHS tape uh, on that merchandise website, which sold uh, for $1,000. And that $1,000 will actually be donated to a charity that helps kids uh, learn computer programming stuff. So pretty cool that they did that. So that was Obviously, awesome. you know, satirizing the uh, the NFTs. The, yeah, so they, they, they called that... VHS tape, a non fuckwithable tape, tape <laughs> to or an NFT as it were, <laughs> non fungible token. So I love everything Devolver does. They're yeah, great. They're, they're, right, they're, like, great. <laughs> they're fantastic. Uh, and then moving on, we'll end uh, our E3 roundup with the Ubisoft forward. Uh, so starting at the beginning of that, or they gave us the first look at Avatar: uh, Frontiers of Pandora. Uh, as Chance rightly pointed out, we know more about this game now than we do about the movie that is coming out in the same year. Probably for the best. Uh, so, Snowdrop Engine, it's the, uh, I forget the name of the team, but it's the t- the Division 2 team. Ubisoft Massive. Massive, yeah. So like it could be maybe like a, I mean, obviously we don't know, but it could be like a more of an open world RPG-ish kind of game, which would be really freaking cool. I feel like it's probably going to be heavily influenced by like Division, like games as a service. Yeah, I would like that for like something I, I, I'm excited. I, I like that that world that was created. I'm excited for the movie. Um, but uh, that will be um, coming out for PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, Amazon Luna, and Google Stadia, if Google Stadia is still around in 2022 uh, when that comes out. I'm assuming Pat's Google Stadia will still be right in that box on that table that has not moved <laughs> right since next he's to the tissues. It. Right next to the tissues. It's probably like on the like it's like seventh box of tissues now, but still. Uh, after the Avatar announcement, they did uh, announce the sequel of Mario and Rabbids, uh, which is now which is titled Sparks of Hope, and it serves as the sequel to the Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which was very underrated. Uh, and I'm super excited that this is getting a sequel, so I will definitely be playing it. 
it's the XCOM style Mario with guns gameplay. So like mm-hmm. you have a grid system and you have different guns and you have to get different characters into different spots where they can shoot different enemies. It's like a puzzle within a battle and it's it's really well done and I'm I'm super excited especially if this one is going to have more story focused. Uh, the enemy looks look like, like the his, Ubisoft yeah. logo which <laughs> yeah. is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Some uh meta stuff going on there but uh, Ubisoft also did announce uh, the Far Cry 6 DLC season pass, uh, which will allow players to play as villains from the previous games in the series. And the season pass will also include uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Oh, Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla will have the Siege of Paris DLC, uh, which will feature Eivor, obviously, as they lead their band of Vikings through the attack on Paris. Ubisoft, so. there's way too much content in Valhalla. You should not be adding more. You should be actively removing content from that game. I would pay for you to remove some content. No, I'm, it, it was a great game. I enjoyed it. It's just you're given too much content. Like, just save some of this for the next Assassin's Creed game and then cut down on some of the content in that next game. I'm sure you already have enough. I know you're going to probably add, like, three times the amount you already have done, but just stop. Come on, Ubisoft. They're going to go even harder. (laughs) (laughs) We got three Assassin's Creed games in this one One game. game. The entirety of Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're throwing Luxembourg in there too, motherfucker. Past, present, and future Germany. (laughs) Anyway. Ubisoft also finally announced the release date for Riders Republic, uh, which is that extreme sports game. yeah, it got re-revealed. That, so this game was supposed to be out February of this year, but mm-hmm. it was just now getting more information. Yeah, so they've given us a firm release date of September 2nd of this year uh, and kind of showed us a lot of the open world multiplayer uh, kind of mechanics and things that were going around, obviously showing all the extreme sports stuff, the flying wingsuits, the uh, snowboarding, skiing, bike riding, all that jazz. Surprised by the first person bike riding. I was not expecting that you'd think it would be third person because like what the snowboarding was third person and mm-hmm. all that's third person like who, who decided like let's make just the biking first right, on the person. bike we're gonna go first person <laughs> well, freak just, out i want people to puke you know <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it was that disorientating like <laughs> <laughs> that's why fuck em. uh there was the announcement of the rocksmith plus subscription service uh which is the popular guitar teaching software where you can like plug it into an electric guitar and uh, learn songs and learn how to play the guitar that way. Uh, there's an open uh, or a closed beta, excuse me, that is starting today at time of recording that you can sign up for. Uh, there was the announcement of the Rainbow Six Extraction gameplay trailer and release date. Uh, so they showed the previously new known as Rainbow Six, Six Quarantine, Quarantine. <laughs> and now obviously. Given what has happened, they've decided to change the name. So it's called Extraction. Uh, so this trailer shows... Or they just doubled down. Rainbow Six COVID. <laughs> <laughs> COVID edition. So it is um, multiplayer, naturally. Uh, the trailer shows a squad of players infiltrating an area with uh, these creatures that have been like mutated and... Aliens. Aliens. Uh, that will launch on September 16th of this year uh, to kind of keep up with the Rainbow Six news. Uh, they also did announce that Rainbow Six Siege will be getting cross-play and cross-progression soon. Uh, they, uh, the cross-play is, the cross-play, excuse me, is planned to start June 30th of this year. It will be between PC, Google Stadia and Amazon Luna. And that is where their cross-play will take place. And then uh, other platforms will be coming in early 2022 and cross-progression would also come uh, in early 2022 as well. Uh, so we're looking for that console cross progression or cross play in 2022. Let's what are you guys' see. thoughts on extraction? I I like it. I think I would I would get it if you guys wanted to get it and play it. Uh, I think it would have been better if it was just its own game mode within Siege. Definitely, yeah. Like, just because Siege itself, I think, would be more fun than playing Extraction. But having it as its own mode would make me want to play it more than having to buy it. Uh, separately yeah and it's so. gonna have like separate progression like they said uh your the operators within extraction are like some of the same operators from siege but as you the more you play the more unlocks you get yeah uh they also said if your operator is captured then you have to rescue them yeah so, <laughs> so. it's like kind of like invert so I, I, like it, instead of a from what it, from how i interpret it, instead of unlocking characters they just get locked as they're missing an action and then you can't play as them anymore so you have to go get them and rescue them before you can play as them again 
I'm assuming some of them are going to be MIA from the beginning because yeah, just to give the there ha- you have to do have something. To do, yeah. yeah, I mean the way they they the trailer that they showed uh, the CG trailer they showed was them rescuing Hibana, uh, so maybe that's like the first mission or something. Uh, overall, part one of E3, uh, Microsoft was definitely the highlight, and mm-hmm. but we did get some good announcements like from Square, and then uh, you know Chance I'm sure is excited for Avatar from Ubisoft. Uh, yeah, the Frontiers uh, of Pandora. Oh, the Tiny Teen is Wonderlands. Yeah. Rick with uh, Evil Dead and... More so uh, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds too. I was very disappointed by Starfield coming out next year. Sorry, buddy. That's fine. And Elden Ring coming out next year. Sorry, so. buddy. But yeah, so that was our roundup of E3 2021 Part 1. Part one. Yeah, next week we'll come back with... Uh, Nintendo Nintendo Direct. Uh, and then there's a couple of other conferences, like the smaller ones. Uh, PC Gaming Show and... Netflix has their own mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know if we want to talk about that or not, but uh, I think we're going to have plenty to talk about with Nintendo by itself. There's the rumors of the the Switch Pro, and I'm pretty sure Breath of the Wild is going to be announced with the release date for this year, and someone's going to have to eat their words. I don't yeah, know Pat. Who. When it doesn't get announced this year. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I think they're going to do like an Ocarina, Windmaker, Twilight Princess deal. For 2022. No, they're going to do that, and then Breath of the Wild 2 would be 2022. That would be the natural yep. progression. Yep. yep. So, yeah, that was our roundup of E3 2021. Uh, we're not going to do subpar subtitles this week. Uh, we will do that. We may not even do it next week at part two. We might. We haven't decided yet. We have um, episode 100 coming up. For this year. Obviously, uh, we're kind of delaying it by having 99 part one, 99 part two. But that's just And all of our bonus it. episodes that we refuse to number. So really, this will be like episode 100 and like 20 something. But but it'll be officially episode 100. And we just want to do something special for that. So we will have some giveaways. We'll we'll do a look back and maybe a look forward. I might not be there. I have a weird feeling that I might be in the hospital. With... True. We will live chat in Rick from the hospital will, and the birth of his little baby. Will I will call in. Like... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so... Yeah. We might have uh, the doctor on as well. <laughs> we'll have a couple guests. Get, uh, give us a play-by-play play doctor. How's it going? <laughs> push, honey, push. push. What are your thoughts on Breath of the Wild? I fucking wild. told you there's no going to be no Breath of the Wild too this year. <laughs> push, baby. Push, push. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got this. <laughs> Except you, Pat. Fuck you. You got this, baby. Oh, man. Breath of the Wild is coming this year, uh, I believe. Anyway, so thanks for listening. Uh, remember, you can catch us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Uh, you can email us with any questions, comments, or concerns. Tell us your favorite part of E3 2021 Part 1 at the Untitled Gaming Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media. So we're at Twitter, at TugPod, at Instagram, at TUG underscore POD. We are at Facebook at the Untitled Gaming Podcast, and we are on Reddit at rtugpod. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tugpod. And then don't forget to subscribe and leave us reviews. Five-star reviews for us. One-star review for every other podcast. Jesus Christ, swallow the cookie! (laughs) I have to chew it first. Chance is over here flipping a cap. Just snort the cookie. Pat's chewing on a cookie. Well, it's not recording right now, is it? Yes, it is. Oh, shit. It's absolutely recording.